Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And today we're going to look at the third uh, of three um, eclipses in this eclipse season. But before we do, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit housekeeping. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. And for just $3 a month, you can support our work. We're about halfway to the point where we're going to do patron only content. So come join us. And um, also we do take questions for our podcast. Um, we've had none, I don't think any. Have we, Jen? You get them forwarded to you. Right. But you can either email them to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com or you can send our Facebook page, Weirdly Magical, a message and ask the question on there now that we have a Facebook page. And speaking of that, um, Facebook page likes and reviews would be welcome, as would YouTube likes and subscribes because we um, have our Weirdly Magical YouTube channel. And we have an Instagram as well, Weirdly Magical. You can follow us on there. So basically, we've kind of expanded it to everywhere. <laughs> um, I think that's the general housekeeping. Was there anything else, Jen? I don't think so. No. So um, we're going to introduce ourselves, then we're going to pull cards, then we're going to dive in. So, Jen. Hey, everyone. My name is Jen Dushen of jendushen.com. I am an Akashic healer, reader, teacher, creator of the Illuminating Journey cards. And um, I guide my clients to find the freedom to express the truth of their souls. And I am Louise Eddington of louiseeddington.com. And we'll spell all that out for you at the end. Um, but um, I am an astrologer and shamanic practitioner and writer uh, of two books, Modern Astrology and the Complete Guide to Astrology. And um, I just really help people get very clear on what's going on in their lives and uh, give them guidance for the months ahead. So, Jen, let's look at cards. Yes, very exciting. Am I going first? You go first. Yeah. Oh, so from the Illuminating Journey cards that were created with the help of the Akashic Records, card 22. So very interesting that this card showed up. Uh, and for those of you who can't see it, there's some reflection here. It is a... Uh, Hills in the background with various buildings and energies. There's this light energy. There's these different types of uh, buildings or ideas. Uh, maybe lofty things to attain to, spiritual things. And um, there's a bridge. So it's like you're in front of the bridge and you can go under the bridge into the, follow the water and take these paths. Um, yeah, I don't know why we're getting so much reflection. But. And it's a very lush card, lots of lush green. It, uh, uh, yeah. Right. So it's very much about the, you know, when we think about, to me, the idea of the choices we make with the double twos, this idea of choosing the path that may be 
challenging and yet rewarding when we're choosing the path to connect to our spirituality, to our truth, to the lushness that we feel and desire. Mm. And I find it fascinating that it's the 2-2, the 22, um, because that is such a powerful energy of creating uh, or being the architect of the peace or the beauty, the thing we desire to build, like how we connect and build what we desire. Um, so, yeah, it's it's actually, to me, when I look at this card, it's a very galactic card in some ways, even though it seems very earth-based mm -hmm. and ties in very much to where we are right now, mm -hmm. trying to come to terms with the galactic energies of or the out, otherworldly or spiritual energies that we're trying to understand and uh, bring to light in the human realm. And interestingly, um, Jen and I usually pick cards that are the same colours. Couldn't be more different this time, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's only in colour. Um, I picked the uh, Prince of Wands um, in the card, and um, it's very fiery in um, in the Toth deck. But this is the mastery of inspired creativity. In in this card, the uh, the figure is uh, riding the chariot, uh, but his he's not actually guiding it. He's he's kind of in the flow and letting the the creativity go because he's got the reins um, of the chariot just dangling over his wrist he's not actually kind of guiding the chariot at all and that do, that does to my mind actually align with your card <laughs> completely as well because it's it's talking about being in the flow of what you're creating and letting the universe kind of guide you really rather than you feeling you have any control over it and and at first I was like how does this tie in with this eclipse but of course the eclipse is at, uh, well, the moon is at 13 degrees of Capricorn and the moon is um, conjunct the south node of, um, of the lunar nodes, which means that it's a releasing eclipse. Not only is it a full moon eclipse, it's also about releasing control, which is Capricorn. So this card is very much about letting go of that need to mm. control. So. Yeah. I should put the two together. I like to see them when they're together. And just the idea to me is is a, a very spiritual component to both of them. Actually, 22 is a card of mastery, of course. Mm. But uh, this idea of uh, knowing you want a different experience, mm. and that's what I see with both, right? Yeah. Is allowing yourself to go towards what you desire as opposed to what you think you're supposed to do and have. So it's letting go of the shoulds for sure. Right. Very Capricorn right. as well, the shoulds. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, I, I, you know, I have great feelings about this eclipse. So to just give you the technical details before we dive in, um, as I said, the uh, moon is at 13 degrees Capricorn. It's actually at 13 degrees, 37 minutes Capricorn, which means that the sun is at the opposite point. 13 degrees 37 minutes of cancer and the moon is sorry the sun is almost exactly by just two solar arc minutes conjunct vesta so we'll talk about that 
Um, the main aspects, in fact, really the only aspect that the uh, full moon eclipse makes is to um, Ceres in Pisces. And Ceres is stationing to turn retrograde to two or three days after the uh, full moon eclipse. And we've also got Mercury in Cancer retrograde exactly conjunct um, Hygieia. So we'll look at that as well. Other highlights of the chart are that we have Pallas Athena, Jupiter and Pluto all retrograde, all at 23 degrees, all in square to Eris. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And I'm sure other things will come along the way. <laughs> So let's look at the numbers first, primarily 13, of course. Yes, so I find that incredibly powerful that this eclipse is 13 degrees because 13 is the number of revolution, it is the number of rebirth, transformation. It's very much a Plutonian energy of uh, sudden change. Things just happening that are forcing us into growth, whether we want them or not. And so it's kind of like the apple cart getting upset because we're being forced to create a new foundation. Mm -hmm. And of course, the 13 is powerful because of all of that. It's the goddess energy. We know it's this is the divine energy of the female or the intuition, whatever you want to call it, your your connection to source, to God, to even to earth in that sense of bringing ideas into matter uh, with the guidance of the, um, you know, all that's available to us. You know, it moves us from human construct very much. I think this number, the 13, it is such a hugely in, powerful and empowering number when we allow it instead of trying to control it um, and of course it's interesting all the connotations we have about 13 being unlucky so there is that and one and three is four and remembering that that four which is about bringing our inspiration into reality that total marriage between male and female sides of us um, is speaks to the euro in 2020 and that's a four in july we're in an 11 universal month which is you know again repetition of numbers so one and one double new beginnings very much a portal pushing us through into change when we get into the portal we're forced to change the number 11 is about um, trusting the unknown Otherwise, if we don't trust the unknown, which is kind of like your card, mm -hmm. if we don't trust the unknown, if we don't follow what we don't know and we desire, which is what came up in the cards, we will uh, miss the opportunity to grow and to create because this is all about creating, changing relationships, changing who we are, how we look at the world. Uh, also, what's fascinating is um, this is July 5th in England and uh, in some parts of America, it's going to fall on the 4th. Uh, oh, I didn't even was, give the date, did I? Sorry. Is <laughs> right. hugely uh, important. So the 4th mm. is another fall, right? If you're yeah. in some parts where it's falling on the 4th, and of course it is the day of independence in the US. So that is 
huge because of this eclipse, what it's linking to the actual idea of the independence of this nation. Mm. Uh, but if we look at the five, five is about freedom. So on the day of freedom, the five uh, is huge. It's about letting go of concepts or ideas. So taking the adventure into freedom. When we add the five to the, um, the um, 11 of the month, then we get uh, 16, which is a seven. This is about the inward journey of becoming, you know, spiritually expressed, expressed through our wisdom. Apparently, oh, Jesus, sorry. I can't close the window. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Clearly something really important. I was trying to look at something we were going to talk about, and there's one of those down. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think it's just perfect. It's just like the fireworks of this, yeah. like, wake up. Uh, you know, this, the 13, the combination of these numbers, the 11, the 13, the 5, all of these numbers, uh, is a, these are triggers to jump into a space of the unknown, to make decisions quickly uh, and being in a grounded way because um, we can't afford to kind of stay in the same place as we have been like, Oh, it's going to be okay. One more chance. Let's just keep it the way it is. So, yeah. I found it interesting. You, you, you described 13 as a Plutonian number because um, you know, I can, we cannot move away from the fact that the USA is, and this is on the USA's birthday and the USA is heading into its Pluto return, which is exact in, in 2022. But really, we're, we're in the throes of it now. And this number 13 is triggered over and over and over again. Not only is the sun of the USA at 13 degrees of Cancer, Jen and I have been looking back a little bit. And, um, and I had in the week past done we know what's going on in the usa after the uh, murder of george floyd mm -hmm. and kind of the uh, black lives matter uprising um we had june juneteenth um on june the 19th um the 155th anniversary of juneteenth and i had looked back at um the juneteenth chart for um 1865 and Pluto was at 13 degrees of Taurus on June, on the day that the final slaves were told that they were free in Texas, which is what Juneteenth celebrates. And even more, um, Juneteenth 1865 was on the Pluto return of when the first slaves arrived in uh, Jamestown on August the 20th, 1619. And at that point, the North Node was conjunct Ceres exactly at 13 degrees Capricorn, where we have the moon today. It's, there's so many things. And then there's, um, there was another eclipse in 1944 and the Battle of Normandy as well. We looked at that. And... Um, when um, the Allied forces, the the um, US had joined by then, joined in the war, and it was the start of the end of the war. 
So this 13 is being triggered over and over again. And it kind of makes me hopeful that the, the Pluto transformation is, is really starting to happen in this world, that uh, there's going to be kind of true liberation from all these shifts. Um, and this 13 is kind of really powerful. We also have Pluto in the eclipse chart at 23 degrees of Capricorn, conjunct Jupiter and conjunct Pallas Athena, all retrograde, all kind of destroying the um, the institutions as we know it, the institutions of white supremacy and um, and the doctrine of discovery and um, and what's the other word? We we dominance the, the doctrine of dominance and. Um, and of course, Jen will tell you the 23 is the number of change, but it's also the number of, I, I've written about it a lot this year. Um, 23 keeps coming up over and over again. It's the number of our human pairs of DNA. Um, <laughs> we have, it adds up to five. We have, uh, you know, five um, uh, limb, like limbs, head, arms, and feet if you like we also have 23 digits 10 fingers 10 toes two ears and a nose <laughs> and there was something else as well yeah that's 23 and uh, it keeps coming up and again in kind of the human um um makeup if you like i've talked about it because we've got pluto and eris squaring five times over the next two years at, at a lot at 23 degrees some at 24 but the 23 keeps coming up again and again so we've got this plutonic number 13 highlighted pluto's highlighted in the slavery charts of the usa and um and the change the transformation of pluto the death and rebirth i think is just huge in these charts mm. yeah right and you did you mention the one about in 2014? Oh, no, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I had looked back to um, between 2012 and 2015, we had seven exact Uranus-Pluto squares that were revolutionary. And the fifth one, so there we have that five again, <laughs> was at 13 degrees and 34 minutes um, of uh, Capricorn and Aries, Uranus being in Aries, but also at that time, on that uh, April the 21st, 2014, we actually had a Cardinal Grand Cross at 13 degrees, with Mars at 13 Libra, Jupiter at 13 Cancer. So Jupiter was on the same position as the Sun on this eclipse. And really, if you think back, you know, to, to these times since 2012, we have been in upheaval and turmoil pretty much globally, definitely in the USA. And, you know, this is triggering that grand cross that happened back in 2014. So, you know, we've got a lot of echoes of um, previous revolutionary times, previous liberation times. Um, it's, uh, there's more I could say, but one more thing I will say is that the North Node at 29 degrees um, on this eclipse chart 
um, is at 29 degrees Gemini. And that is exactly conjunct the Sun and Uranus of the Juneteenth chart, the real kind of slave liberation day. It, it And the eclipse we've had on June the 21st was conjunct that Sun and Uranus as well. It just to me really feels, and I'm not suggesting it's all going to be light and fluffy and easy, but it just really does all feel to me like this time is different. We have got so much being activated over and over again that we are really moving into this new paradigm of liberation. So, right. Yeah. I find it really fascinating. You know, listening to your talk is these numbers that keep repeating. The twenty-three, another number that does keep repeating, is the seven. Yeah, we have another seven today. We have quite a few planets here at seven, or, or planetary bodies at seven. Uh, this is a seven universal date. Uh, seven is key for me when I listen to you. It's like there's this catharsis that's happening. You know, it's an exchange of power. We're moving from one belief system, one ideology, into another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to address the for me this idea that we all these people that believe that whites are superior, whatever their thing is, the white supremacists. And I do not like that expression because I think it's, it, no matter what, it's like, it's like agreeing with them that somehow they are you know, supreme. And so we really need to focus on uh, giving it a different name because there, you know, it's like advertising, right? When we have a certain name, people tend to believe a certain thing. And this is our power is the power of words, just like words have been used against us is our power to change that to something. Um, you know, you know, we, we could call them races. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, you could call it racist, but I think that, again, is an, a word that, while useful and true, is oh, a trigger point, right? Yeah. But we, maybe we could call them thugs because that's what they are, right? Yeah. Their, their, their um, focus is thuggery, and their focus is to, to use their anger and their... Um, to dominate, to kind of... Yes, not feeling enoughness. Uh, their idea that... I'm not enough. And in order for me to feel important, I've got to dominate others. And that's the system we've lived with for thousands and certainly hundreds of years mm. is to have a superior class that names itself superior, that rises above because of its name and because of its underhand bullying is a system that we have accepted in many ways, like not willingly, not that it didn't hurt, but like we said, we kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, well, what can we do? This is the way it is. And I always find those kinds of things so dangerous to say, what can we do? This is the way it is. No, it's not the way it is and doesn't have to be because we've got this portal. We've got this gateway, this opportunity to create as Lou and I have talked about, a lot of people talking about is, Here's an opportunity, right? Because all the universe can do is guide us to an opportunity. It cannot make us do things, but it can give us as much help as it possibly can. And we're getting so much help, but what are we doing with these guideposts? Are we going to go, well, I've seen that before. It's not going to change. Or look at these people destroying the stores or whatever it is, whatever um, 
smoke and mirrors that we are fooling ourselves with so that we don't have to do the hard work. The hard work is the spiritual process of going, I know I've done things that I'm not comfortable with. And I know that my group have done things I'm not comfortable with, but I'm willing to give the olive branch, reach across the aisle, try to find uh, a way of talking to people or connecting to what they're saying so that I can shift my viewpoint mm -hmm. and change. I I'm willing to grow. And to me, that's the power of the seven, that's the power of the 13, that's the power of the 23. These are three numbers that change us because they're so powerful with message. The 13 is the opportunity to revolutionize. The 23 is giving us the courage to trust our own truth and to follow that as opposed to what we're being told. Because there's going to be a lot of people trying to fool us and, you know, a lot of distractions. And Seven, right. But, right. we do, but we do see that the, you know, the, the um, um, detritus and the, the kind of corruption is all being revealed as well. So right. that we can actually look at it and go, whoa, you know. <laughs> right, right. We are, it is being revealed, but so many people prefer not to deal with the pain. I personally, myself, I know how hard it is to deal with my own pain, with my own feelings, my own uh, whatever comes up. It's just like, like, oh, do I have to do this hard work? Do I have to do this stuff? It's such a struggle instead of, oh, let me go back to sleep. Let me watch a TV show. Let me just listen to somebody who's saying what I want to hear and I can just repeat it. I mean, I've had so many, oh, I've tried to have discussions with people around the bigger picture and I'm fascinated. I guess I'm sad too, but I'm fascinated by how many people just like, it doesn't matter how you phrase it, there's this, you know, it's like they just see this thing in front of them and that's it. And this time is saying you have to see more. Like if you're seeing the, you know, it's like you're watching a play and here's the scene that's dropped down and that's the scene, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, it's a play. This is just a curtain and you've got to lift up the curtain. What's behind the curtain? What's behind that? Yes, we all have our agendas. The what's behind all of this to me is humanity how human are we with each other like it's so easy to dismiss another's pain or problem and just say oh just go away i don't want to hear you but it's not helping us to deal with the problem and that to me is the crux of the seven the seven comes to this idea of researching and reconnecting to what i value what is true for me what what makes me a more spiritual human being as opposed to a more uh, capitalistic uh, or somebody who wants to put that veneer by using fancy titles to claim power you know i'm a supremacist therefore you know it's i'm about colonialism really it's the history right. it's the history of the colonial mindset of you know the uh, all these doctrines of like you know we we go and we take the land and we control everything and we, you know, we conquer it and we uh, discover it as well. Distock doctrine of discovery. Well, it was always there. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and, right. and, Jen, and Jen and I come from 
colonialism really you know it's right. our history you know for sure you know especially me I mean I'm British as British come and you know to look back over history sure the British were slaves at one point to the Romans and think Romans and things like that and I think people use that as an excuse we can only deal with the how the history is affecting people now really right. you know and we have to we have to bring the change and I love that the 23 is so associated with the human body and the human uh, DNA everybody has 23 sets of chromosomes no matter what color they are that's not an I don't see color thing but it does suggest to me that maybe (laughs) we are finally going to realize that um, black people are as human (laughs) and that their lives matter as much as anybody else's you know (laughs) right and even to take that argument further people who go well i don't see color you know it really is immaterial if that's the truth or the curtain you're looking at how does this impact the bigger picture because whether you see color or not or whatever you decide is true you still have to at some point or some way own the fact that if you believe in humanity, then every form of humanity or in any living thing, every form has the right to express itself and be free and not to be controlled because you have a burning need or your system Mm -hmm. has a burning need to uh, control something like control people, control land, control, like, like you were talking about this whole idea of discovery, like, Oh, I discovered it. It's about possession to me. It's like, I discovered I own it. It's like guys that, you know, a male going, well, here's my wife. That's my possession. These are my things that I can, you know, move around. These are my slaves. I tell them what to do. Like I'm so powerful. And that narrative is the one that we have not poked holes in, right? We have, you know, kind of whispered about it. Maybe we've talked among ourselves, but we haven't actually done that on a global level, on a on a massive level of I'm refusing to accept that the things you're telling me are actually acceptable to all of us. Like we should all go, oh, you're right. Let me just close my eyes because yeah. your truth is the one that we must hold to be true. Okay. I wanted to mention the 13 again as well, the 13 degrees. Of course, it was the 13th Amendment that ended slavery supposedly ended slavery but apart from the clause in it that said unless you are convicted of a crime and the prison system has taken over the form of slavery we've talked about that so so jen and i were talking about it before and it was in the 13th the um um documentary on netflix and so you know here we are again at this 13 degrees again maybe this time we'll realize slavery never ended. The country was founded on slavery and maybe we need to have a new constitution or new amendments that actually leave out things like that, that enable slavery to continue in this country in one form or another. So, Yeah. And that's a really good point because I, I do think the industrial revolution and all of these things that we have considered um, beneficial to being mm. human and we certainly have so many things we didn't have yeah. you know, 100 years ago 300 years ago it's amazing right uh, at the same time we've gotten very used to this idea of indentured servitude mm-hmm. in many ways like mm-hmm. i feel like 
I can just talk from my own history, so I can't talk about other people, whatever their experiences. But for me, as a female, there were so many isms that I grew up with, with, you know, how females are supposed to serve and, and, and you know, do certain things. Like, you're well, not my, useful. My, my gran was in service in the UK. Right, right. And so this is the thing, just thinking about it, but just think how we do it. Like we've agreed regardless, like, yes, when you actually, it's, you're actually indentured as a servant, that's really terrible, right? It's awful to be in that. But all the ways that we have agreed with the system by going, oh, you're right, women should serve, I should serve, I should be a pleaser, I should make sure everyone else is happy, I shouldn't be selfish. All of those things are just a continuation of the idea of servitude, right? Like. I'm agreeing that servitude is a good thing. Yeah, I know we've, we've agreed with this whole thing. And I think we're at the start, we talked about the shoulds, letting go in the cards. Capricorn, the, the Capricorn end of this, you know, this is not, Capricorn is not all bad. Capricorn has many great qualities. And I think we have to, we are being asked to reclaim the good qualities of Capricorn through this time, the, um, the wisdom of elderhood and, and the yeah. like. But these the, these eclipse and Pluto and the Saturn Pluto conjunction from January the twelfth and all these things, they're all on the South Node, which is what we're being asked to release, and we're being asked to release this attachment to these rules that we've bought into. The and and I'm not just talking about legal laws, as Jen said. You know, it's about agreeing that yes or of course all these prisoners they broke the laws they should be in prison so we should be using them but why not question why they're in prison you know um why not question why the police are have been allowed to be militarized and why not question why the laws are the way they are it does it's you know right and right. not not be in agreement as jen said anymore right. <laughs> And I, I think to your point about Capricorn and this idea of um, systems, right? Yeah. The, the, the breakdown with the, um, the South Node and at that 29 degrees, and of course Saturn is himself, 29 degrees, so that's that 11, that's that portal mm -hmm. of trust, trusting the unknown. Uh, this idea of these systems have, kept us safe it was safer to be with a group if a group said this is that this the sky was blue even if the sky was purple we just agreed yes it's blue because people aren't going to bother me or they're not going to put me in prison or they're not going to do something to me uh, and now realizing that idea that um, kind of worship of safety has not kept us safe mm -hmm. and so that is you know Capricorn and Saturn are all about integrity. When you build a system, it needs to be in integrity. If you build a bu building, the integrity of being able to stand sturdy. What the principles that all of these things were built on were built to create a system of safety. And many times those systems of safety become prisons, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're at a crux. We're at this moment where we can choose something different yeah. and i think what we're being given is like even what was in our cards is this idea of the energy of the other worlds of the in, the integrous power of the earth the integrous power of the spiritual connection to the universe 
that is so powerful, that is, and our intuition, which is so much more uh, valuable and useful than a system of rules that make no sense, right? Yeah. Because or they, or they make no sense anymore. They made right. they made sense for the people that founded the rules right. and created the rules because it was for that specific culture. But they have not served everybody, and they make no sense anymore. Right. <laughs> and if you think about a system of rules that was created or cultivated to control others, yeah. Right? If I control you, if I put you in your place, if I put you in a prison, if I indenture you, if I, if I possess you, then you will do what I want. I can have the good life. I don't have to worry about it. And you don't follow my rules. I punish you. I call you names, etc. cetera. Uh, it's all about control. But uh, that only works as long as everyone who you are controlling is in agreement. And yeah. now that system is breaking up. And as we can see, there are so many people in so much pain mm -hmm. from a system that has used their fear against them, right? Yeah. The fear of breaking the rules. And so this, you know, the 13, the 23, all these numbers, the five, this is all about breaking the rules. But we're breaking the rules not because we want to rebel and yeah. go, oh, I'm a rebel. It's time to break them. <laughs> right. Just like you say, they don't work anymore, but now we can actually agree that they're not working. Now we can, again, breathe into the humanity. Just think about that 23, that number of being human, the humanity of who we are and go, this is painful. This is not the way to live. This isn't the way to uh, use the gifts we've been given. Like just to be, you know, imprisoned in a system is not, uh, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like the cards we picked, you know, yeah. the, the charioteer who can ride that or the card that I would this going into this beautiful lush energy. It feels very confined and restricting like, Oh, I, I gotta be sure I do this the right way or I'm going to be punished. It's like, you know, screw all of that. I'm not going to like, I've abided by your rules. I've been obedient and now I don't care because I don't need to anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the power of this and the energy but you see. And to go back to the astrology too, and and, uh, and combining the numbers, the, the Jen mentioned the North Node at twenty nine degrees. Well, both the nodes are at twenty nine degrees, of course, because they're always opposite each other. But um, we've got this in, in conjunct aspect to Saturn at twenty nine degrees retrograde, about to move back into Capricorn to join Pluto, Jupiter, and um, Pallas Athena again, um, kind of dis breaking up the attachment to those rules and realizing that we need to transform them and recreate them. Um, I love that Pallas Athena's in there. She's got this strategic um, element. Jupiter is natural law. So are we being asked to transform back to more natural laws instead of man-made laws? But anyway, this, uh, this aspect from the North Node, which is our future, our, our Dharma, where we're going, is um, in aspect to Saturn retrograde and uh, just, sorry, has just moved back into Capricorn, not about to. And it's a break free aspect. It's saying it's time to break free of those rules. Not only is Saturn retrograde saying revisit them, the North Node is saying it's time to break it off. <laughs> and and just say we need new laws. Now I'm in um, 
you know, as this is approaching and we're in this eclipse season, I always see it as what's happening. I'm in um, the Facebook group and, and I do like emailing and things for the Utah Black Lives Matter chapter. And the, the leader of the Black Lives Matter chapter did a live stream today and she was in tears because um, there's a police reform bill being put forward and being sponsored by so many um, representatives and senators that is what she's been working on for six years. So things are happening. Whether the law will get, the bill will get passed or not, the change is coming, I'm telling you. And it's reform and it's sensible reform and it's reform that will help everybody, to be quite honest, if people really take the time to read it. So I, I only say just, you know, that these things are occurring in this eclipse season. It's really happening. The North Node is about to, or the nodes are about to move backwards and hit the galactic center. So Jen said this eclipse has this galactic kind of quality. Well, you know, the, the galactic center is about to be hit again after during this year of major transformations. You know, I really think we have this opportunity to change, as, mm. as Jen said. It's we can resist it, you know, we can allow the authoritarianism to hold sway, or we can keep this movement going and bring change for everybody. And it's not just about Black Lives Matter. It's 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 a global thing, really. And uh, and one more thing, though, I want to talk, go back to that Grand Cross I mentioned from um, 2014. Now we, they're not at 13 degrees, but we have Juno opposite Chiron in the um, final eclipse um, at nine degrees of Aries and Libra. So only four degrees from where Uranus and Mars were um, back in 2014. And Juno being the rights of the oppressed again, and Chiron being that key to healing. Um, so that's bringing in this kind of more healing aspect of mm. what we've got going on currently. And at a nine, of course, which is endings, as Jen will tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. You brought that up because I was just thinking when you said that uh, uh, the woman in your chapter, the head of the chapter who had been working on this reform idea, for six years that was 2014 so i was thinking how interesting <laughs> yeah that that's you know that's the thing that the 13 the power of the 13 is that it creates openings it creates cracks in the system and we are being given this incredible opportunity to as we were saying break free break free uh, for me when i look at this and this whole connection to the u.s or the usa this um, eclipse, which is very much very present in America and uh, um, taking us back to the kind of birthing of when the states all came together. Uh, and one of those thoughts I had the other day was, of course, this is about slavery, right? Yeah. Of course, because that's what this nation began on. Mm -hmm. That was the key focus was about slavery. And so this idea of, you know, when we're uh, exchanging power, we change, it's a power shift, right? We're moving from whatever was up, down, you know, so many people have been seeing the tower card showing up and that's what yeah. this is. 
We don't always know what it means, but that's what the tower card represents. It's an exchange of power. What yeah. was up must come down. And so it's like a completion, a cycle of completion. And uh, in many ways, the fall is about that cycle, that earth completion that is so necessary to shift. Uh, so it's just looking at what's so interesting is Mars, is the shift of Mars in this um, in this chart because mars is now in aries in its home sign and it's at four degrees again it's about four is very much about foundational energy wishing to take all this chaos and create new foundation and i think this chart is full of opportunity to go away from somebody else's idea in kind of going this is what i want what does reform look like the reformation of which means we actually are forming something new uh, is what it takes it takes that commitment that idea that we're not saying you know when people say get rid of all the police that's not what people are actually saying they're saying let's get rid of a system that is oppressive in the police yeah. and so we can actually have what they're there for which is to protect and serve and come so they don't feel threatened Right. We and want to society. So it's, it's kind of, it's it reminds me of the Tower card, which is destruction and restructuring right. of, of systems and institutions. And, you know, maybe we do have to disband a police force in a city if it's very corrupt right. and then restructure it so that it does protect and serve. It's, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's really amazing? I saw. Somebody was talking about the fact that um, in New Mexico, I believe in Albuquerque, they have now put forward, this is what they're going to do, the first response to a call when uh, 911, they're actually going to send social workers instead of the police, mm -hmm. which is an amazing step forward. Yes, let's see if we can solve the problem without guns, right? Like, this idea well, that depending on the problem i guess if it's a murderer with a gun of course I guess, yeah <laughs> i think a lot of these problems are about people in pain yeah. this is one of the biggest problems that we have is when we look at things like like slavery if you look at what is the core um like disgust anyway for me i don't know what comes up for you about it is this idea of ignoring the pain of others like taking somebody who's human and saying well you're not human you're you know you are disposable and you are going to serve my purpose and completely ignoring the fact that this human has pain yeah and all of our issues like even those people those thugs who are for uh, wanting whites to be you know i don't love them or anything but i have a feeling but they have their own pain right i have a feeling that most of their illusion or delusion is about this idea that somebody else is taking away their power like somebody needs to tell them like you can empower yourself without disempowering others our society has worked on that balance of disempowering some to serve others. And we have to get away from that. Idea. And the irony is that a lot of those same people don't actually have much economic power anyway and things. So they've. <laughs> well, that's what exasperates the situation, right? It's because yeah. 
some people are using that, like again, they are being enslaved to exactly. a system because most of those people don't really know. They're just being told something. Yeah. It's not an excuse, right? But yeah. when you're told something over and over, you start to believe that's true. And you, if you believe that, you know, somebody's after you because you're white and you better make sure that you keep these other people under you or whatever your story is. Um, and you are, sorry, go on. I was going to say that's the shadow of the South node in Ca uh, or the, right. or the beings close to Capricorn. It's fear right. of you losing your, what sense of control you feel you have. Right. Your safety, right? <laughs> yeah. This illusion that we have safety if we control yeah. others, right? We yes. don't have safety, even if we have guns, if we control others, yeah. because at some point, and that's the revolutionary aspect, just like the French revolution, you can just like go back in history you can go back in your own history. At some point, the dam breaks. Somebody goes, I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you do this to me anymore. And I always find that so fascinating when we see these pictures of these, uh, usually it's a black guy who's been captured by the cops or something, and he, he tries to fight back. And the explanation or the rationalization is, well, you know, he just, he's a, he shouldn't have resisted. Right, he shouldn't have resisted. But it's like, you know, when you get to a certain place, it's like, you know what? I see red. You know, that's that Martian energy. I see red. I cannot take this anymore. I've been oppressed. If you've been oppressed your whole life because of the color of your skin or whatever reason. And you now know, you're trying to hold me down, literally. Right. <laughs> and, and, and even they say, like some of these people that know that the incarceration system is so screwed up that you're just going to go back into the cycle. Mm -hmm. You're going to do what you can to avoid going back into that cycle. It's not an excuse for people's behavior. And that's the difference. We're human. Let's go back to the humanitarian aspect. I'm human. I make mistakes. I have bad judgment. But what will help me is being offered an opportunity to grow and humanness. Like being treated humanely yeah. helps people grow, right? And become better people. It does indeed. Yes. <laughs> so um, looking at the chart again, um, Jen mentioned Mars at four degrees. We've also got um, Black Moon Lilith. We haven't mm -hmm. talked much about her, but she's been, wow. she's been hovering back and forth over Uranus, over Eris, over Chiron. She has kind of moved to this beginning part of the chart. She is bringing in that um, she often represents shame, okay, or where we've been shamed, or in this case, it would be our collective shame. Mm -hmm. And she's bringing up an awful lot of our collective shame of our history globally, I would say, but particularly in the US. This chart is so focused on the US, I have to say. And, and she is uprooting that shame and uh, awakening us to to the shame you know where where in the past have we um you know unconsciously had an unconscious bias we hear a lot of talk about unconscious bias now we were raised um if we're white people like jen and i are to to really have unconscious bias you know <laughs> it's the kind of the system we were brought up in so that kind of shame's been coming up as well in 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 all kinds of ways it's not just about the liberation of black people it's the liberation of um poverty as well um it's the liberation of all kinds of things where have we brought into this system 
And uh, so there she is hopping back and forth. And she's there at the four as well, almost at the five, actually. Um, right. And it's very interesting if you go into the, you know, the mythological idea of Lilith being the, um, you know, the first wife of mm -hmm. Adam or the, the woman who was created from mud as Adam. So the equal to the male or whatever your thing is, right? Uh, black and white being equal, uh, women and men being equal, it doesn't matter. Whatever that thing is that is um, acerbating in your life, uh, not having a voice when other people are suppressing she represents that, uh, mm -hmm. that uh, incredible pain around not being recognized or being, um, what was the word, banished, right? Being banished for having a voice. You dare to speak out. You dare to say, no, this is not working for me. I have the right to be equal. Now you're going to be banished. Now you're going to be punished. And this old system which is breaking down is what has created this, our fear of speaking out, knowing we will be banished or we will mm -hmm. be punished and we get punished anyway. So it really is uh, important. I think that she plays such a, an important role uh, and all these female energies that are rising up to be more focused. Uh, we were talking about the fact that Sirius, uh, this dog star is right next to the sun in cancer mm. so there is that um, energy and the dog store sirius uh, again brings in the galactic energy and how the egyptians use that energy uh, to build and design their pyramids and connect to that energy uh, and it's a great reminder of the power of that and how that energy links us to the land, the replenishment of the land, to the replenishment of what's possible. We look at all these female um, figures, uh, their series, even Lilith, uh, Hygieia, um, all of them, they, Vesta, they're all connected with the earth, like mm -hmm. doing things to bring forth a, a renewal of the earth. And the renewal of our humanity, really. I mean, that's the key. That's what we have. We have our humanity and we have our compassion, our forgiveness, our voice, our willingness to create, to be more like nature, to be more like our nature. And when I look at that, that's kind of what I think about. I think about the fact that Ceres at that 12 degrees, right? And you mentioned her and she is the one who is for the crops, she was and, also the goddess of the plebeians. Right. The people, the basic right. ordinary, ordinary people. people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, what is it that creates a full life? It's the ordinary people tilling the land, serving the land, doing these things. This is powerful. So we have put all our power. It's like, oh, ordinary people, not important. Ordinary people don't matter. They're kind of, um, you know, you can always replace them. But, Oh, look at these people that have, you know, these golden palaces and all of that. They're important. And that, again, is another thing that needs to flip and is flipping. Is people go like, wow, I actually have uh, the power of my voice. I have the power to choose how I create and, and bring things to life. This is a rebirthing energy. The 13 is a number of renewal as well, right? That's the key. 
I want to tell you something I hadn't noticed before, Jen. What? That Uranus in this eclipse chart is exactly at 10 degrees. So it's a, a new beginning, number one. And this time, on June 19th, on Juneteenth next year, 2021, Uranus will be on the Pluto of that Juneteenth chart. Of And Uranus is liberation. Uranus is revolution and rebellion um but liberation more than anything because it's it's quite uh, uranus is quite a benevolent figure really it brings beneficial change it really feels like being at that 10 degrees to my mind <laughs> that new decan at the one is the beginning of this real revolution of liberation Again. right and when you think about liberation this is about renewal right it's the mm-hmm. re- Earthing, it's the reformation it's taking back all of these bits that are floating out that uh, need to fit back into a puzzle in a new way or be woven together yeah that's yeah. perfect because that's what uranus does it's like take technology take innovation mm-hmm. use your skills to work with the land with these ideas but use it to actually knit something together as opposed to oh this is good for me who cares about everyone else it's like we are connected we are one right so how do we know the one of who we are it was funny that was came up in my weekly reading with the cards but this knowing the one of who you are so that you can Mm -hmm. then become at one with everything else that you're connected to right and so to me that's what uranus is all about is like when we know who we are we know the home energy we know the soul we know the physical and so we create safety you know through that through the knowing through the collective like when we band together and we agree on these things we actually have the power of the people to do new things and And that's what's the beauty of what's happening right now right or are coming together in numbers that have never happened before and but across the demographics uh, that have never happened before so it's like the plebeians are really rising (laughs) right and and the beauty is to remember that people on the top you know however you name them the people that we've kind of kowtowed to or looked up to because they have something we think is desirable they're not making changes because everything's good for them right yeah yeah yeah. and they don't feel it it's like you know like the whole thing with facebook the guy from facebook who refuses to stand up and speak well it doesn't impact him you you know you can sit around saying yeah do whatever you want but it's like that thing that when you don't speak up for others then at some point somebody is going to come for you and there will be no one to speak for you and that to me is the power of black lives matter is that when we understand that when we, as soon as we know that whoever it is matters, like you can say that the blacks who suffered so much at the hands of whites and at the hands of the system, when they are revered as people, then that means every type of human is revered, right? Yes, yeah, like, it's saying, isn't it? All lives can't matter until black lives matter. Because right. they don't, because you're you're diminishing every life when you diminish one right you're dehumanizing that aspect of compassion of love of acceptance all the spiritual teachings we talk about have to be uh, made real through our actions of how we treat each other like 
everything's ex internal. So if we treat someone or an aspect of someone badly, that means we lack love for ourselves in that way, right? Yep. So I think we should actually go to the symbols and um, I'm going to read mine first because um, talking of this all being very Plutonian with Pluto involved and, and the 13, Pluto is digging up the past as well. Pluto is the past. And my, I couldn't believe it when I read this Chandra symbol. It's beads carved from human bone. The body carries memories of every world we have ever been through. These memory strings or beads bind us to the earth. We feel pinned to the spot, responsible for everything that happens around us. Somehow the one in charge. For we are carrying the continuous memory and legacy of the ancient mystery streams and of forgotten modes of knowledge. We bear the treasures intact. It makes everything count. It means that we cannot get away from ourselves or our fate for a moment we are compelled to fulfill our vows and to bring into this world the towering awareness and strange resonance of the giants of the ancestors of the great ones of the inner ways never lost impossible to forget and you know what came into my mind when i was reading that i was thinking this thing about doing dna tests now you know and and where the original human came from was Africa. So we're carrying all that in our DNA, going back to that 23 again. And this, um, you know, we have to bring all of those memories in and bring it all up to realize that everything is all just this big jumble of, <laughs> of humanness. So, right but, yeah right. and that's very powerful and i think the other part is when we uh, and i'm thinking about your card is when we get on board with that with the fact that we are this human we are made up of everything every experience we carry the bones of every experience we are actually given this huge um what do you call it quantum experience because it shoots us above all of that crap that's been lying there right? yeah. and so we just kind of push right through it and that's the power this is where we are we're in a space where we can actually quantum leap to new ideas new understanding look how quickly things are moving and so when we realize that that quickness comes with our alignment to who we are right this beautiful expression amazing yeah right so let me read the Sa sabian symbol an ancient bas relief carved in granite remains a witness to a long forgotten culture the will to unearth in our culture as well as in any culture what has permanent value and to let go of non-essentials so in a time when nearly every land people are questioning and challenging the validity of traditional beliefs and customary attitudes it becomes necessary to separate permanent values and great principles or symbols from the many individual habits and the socio-political developments which more often than not have perverted or even negated the original ideals of the culture. We must strive to free these ideals from the wild growth of personal and class selfishness. 
from the greed and ambition so prevalent in human nature and learn to appreciate the excellence of what is the immortal seed foundation as well as the spiritual harvest of any culture and by extension of every sustained and complex work produced by a woman's indomitable effort to achieve creative perfection. So this is giving us the penetrating vision and courage founded upon valid historical perspective. Mm. And it applies to an individual's life as well as a history of a nation or group. That's, but that remind oh, so much uh, in that one as well. And it reminds me, Jen, of of we looked when the last eclipse was at these degrees of this sign, and it was at the invasion of Normandy. I mentioned it already at the end of World War Two, where we where we really had seen what horrors you know man could do to another group of people um and we didn't obviously learn because we've realized that we've been doing that all along in some respects as well to a degree <laughs> well, and, yeah. and it's being brought up again so we can get the historical perspective and we have you know a president right now and many leaders actually you know around the world are quite right wing and want to dominate want to bring back in their culture but we've, we we can learn from the history. so Right. But I, I think yeah. the important thing here, for me anyway, and this is what I get through the records, is that the reason we have these leaders that are coming up, right, and doing these awful things is because what happened and what has happened up till now is that we have compromised too early. So mm-hmm. we go to a certain point and we go, well, okay, everything's okay, let's just go back to normal. But we actually have not uprooted the force. force, We haven't dealt with that. We haven't dealt with the humanity of people in pain. We've just kind of glossed over enough of your mourning, enough of your crying, just get on with it, right? Let's just, what are you complaining about? It's all good. And that's the key, right? If we do not go all the way down, and yep. really get to the depth of the cause and allow the pain of all to be, you know, brought into the stream of consciousness so we can actually release it. We're just going to recycle back through the same things. I agree. And I hope we don't have to again. I hope this, uh, this doesn't stop. I really, <laughs> I really, well, I think, I think the, the, um, the way it's all being positioned, we're going to be forced to deal with it over and over. So uh, it depends how courageous we are now will give us the opportunity to kind of move through it quicker. And the more fearful we are now, so the choices we make out of fear, I don't want to speak too much. It's just too much trouble, etc. It's just going to inflame all of those things and expand mm-hmm. the uh, position. So I, for me, what I'm learning and I'm really thinking is important for everyone to think about is not try to be right, right? Yeah. Not try to prove a point or say your stuff's crap, mine's the right thing. Because, you know, obviously each of us thinks our opinion is the best and yeah. it is. But, but it's, it's the North Node in Gemini is about listening and seeing other right. perspectives. So right. 
but also yes. how you have the conversation. So what yeah. is the point of the conversation? It's not to prove I'm right or no. you're wrong, no, no, no. but to say, where can we find something where we both go, oh yeah, I get it. And we're yeah. both on the same side. And yeah. so be more focused on this idea of what is possible. What's the vision you're holding as we go into this time of deep creativity where we are laying down the stones for what's coming by being mm -hmm. as vulnerable as we can be, as open as we can be, as humble as we can be. Mm -hmm. uh, just like this isn't about being right. I think that's the key that has led us astray is the ego. I want to be right. I want to get on with it. To me, it like reminds me of this whole COVID thing. The power of it is going into silence, into listening, into actually dealing with all the issues in your life, as awful as they may be, and then going, I can't stand it anymore. I don't want to do the work. Let's hurry up and push everyone back to work. Yeah. And we're doing that you know, that kind of, what do you call it? Like this blanket energy of everyone keep quiet and just get back to work. Yeah, let's get back to normal, how it was, how we wanted it. Right. How right. We, what, what keeps us safe, or we thought it keeps us safe. This time it's probably not going to keep us safe. <laughs> <laughs> we probably have a few more lessons to learn over the next couple of years, unfortunately. But, right. uh, but overall, you know, in the big time span of history, this is um, an unprecedented, and I know that word's overused a lot, <laughs> but it really is unprecedented. This lineup of planets and and the the astrology and the and what's happening in the world, and moving into a new astrological age, the age of Aquarius. We are really in for the his the written history of humanity of humanity at least. We are right. in this unprecedented shift. So. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, on that point is what can we do is just, just revel or revel. Is that the word? Revel in yeah. the joy of being alive in this moment of having the opportunity to make different choices, mm -hmm. to deal with things differently instead of dismissing it. What can I do now? Mm -hmm. What can I do to get into being uncomfortable, but knowing that it's taking me towards something greater yeah. is you know, available and a wonderful thing. Like, this is amazing. We are in a time we have not had this freedom to speak out and to rebel and do all these things uh, that we can do now. And so I, I think it's fantastic that we've been alive for this. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Get creative. Get, you know, act on these things that you know are true to your safety as opposed to falling back onto the so-called safe ways yeah definitely all righty so let's tell everybody where they can find us i'll go first for a change Why so not? i am louise eddington um louise eddington.com l-o-u-i-s-e-e-d-i-n-g-t-o-n and uh, my business is cosmic owl astrology hence the owl uh, you can find me under that name on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, likes, follows, subscribes, all welcome. Um, I have a Facebook group, group called Planetary Magic Cafe, um, which um, I've been a little bit quiet in there lately because I've been so busy, but um, but I love the group and uh, there will be stuff happening in there. Um, what else do I want to tell you? Oh, my books. 
I have two books, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology. I will be launching a um, an astrology school, if you like, Cosmic Owl Astrology School, um, uh, later in this, after the summer, based on my books that I've written. It's going to be, you know, kind of in modular form. So it's not like going to school, but I'm going to call it school. <laughs> anyway come follow me and again a weirdly magical we have a, a patreon and um facebook page as well and an instagram so jen so i'm jen duchenne and my website jenduchenne.com j-e-n-d-u-c-h-e-n-e and um i you can buy my cards, the Illuminating Journey cards, if you're interested. I've also just started a membership for the cards for people who want to learn more about the cards. I have more classes coming up. Uh, I'm actually going to be launching a new membership uh, with a book I wrote that I don't talk about, Le Chic Cocoon, I wrote in 2011. But it's based on that. Uh, so that's going to be pretty fun. And... Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I just passed 100 subscribers. So now I can change the name. But uh, on YouTube, I do weekly readings from the Illuminating Journey cards. Uh, and I'm going to be doing more uh, stuff. And what else? You can find me all over Instagram, Facebook. I have a Facebook group. Um, we belong here. And yeah. I'm teaching people how to read the Akashic records. I do Akashic readings and, um, you know, mentoring, guidance, healing. So come and check me out. Follow me. Let's get connected. Let's open our hearts to one another, right? <laughs> oh, and I, I forgot to mention that I have a an Eclipse special mini reading thing at the moment, which you can find on my Facebook page if you want, if you're interested. So... Wow. Uh, that's it from us. So happy eclipse season. It's been intense. <laughs> if we if we look back to, you know, the first eclipse of these three was due the fifth, and we've got the pandemic still still going on, and then we've got this uprising after joy towards death. It's kind of amazing times. So uh Right. But, yeah. And and it being in the container of the eclipse is very intense and yeah. we have unusually this year extra eclipses and we know everything is different this year. Like everything that always was somehow is changing. So, you know, expect the unexpected. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shaking movement. I think a lot of revelations that might shock mm -hmm. us. But we also have this energy right now, I think of the, you know, as we move through it, just imagine if you're moving through a, a the unknown you're going to hit things and you're going to be like what's happening and then you're going to be like yeah i know what's happening and then it's going to all cloud over again and yeah. repeat rinse and repeat i think if you think about this time as being on an adventure then it means that you need to be very focused about the choices you're making right because if you are on adventure then you know maybe making waiting to make a choice next to a river may mean you get cut you know, you get covered by water or whatever, right? So making those choices is the exciting part of being alive in this adventure. Just think of it all as being weirdly magical because it's kind all of... Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of magical. 
what, a, what a great name we picked for this year honestly perfect right <laughs> okay well anyway for, for now it's goodbye from Lou and goodbye from Jen <laughs>